thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the legend himself, the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He's the rock star, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi there, Damo. Hello, Marcus. Lovely to be back with you. As always, love hanging out with you. Love listening to you. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, it's a great time to be alive, Damo. We've got uh, just a couple, or we've got very short uh, amount of time before the Wellness Summit. There is so much happening and uh, so much um, so much exciting, cool stuff happening at the couch at the moment. It's a great time to be alive. I thought, Damo, we could have a really, really good chat today because I've let the cat out of the bag before we came on. I am the ripe young age of 32. Tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, which, well, by the time this goes to where I will have been in 32 for a few days. But, um, True. Birthday True. to happy celebrate. Happy birthday tomorrow. Thank you. And, Thank for, you. and for, if you're listening to it now, happy birthday for a couple of weeks. Yes, you can all sing happy birthday to yourselves whilst you're in the car listening to this. And we'll sing happy I, birthday and post it on Facebook. That'd be that, great. That sounds awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But That'd it's got great. me thinking. It's got me thinking like so many people uh, are anti-birthday. I know. Why? It's, a great, it's the greatest day of my life every it's year. It's the best day of your year, isn't it? I love it. I, love it. I mean, you've got your wedding anniversary. I Totally granted, your wedding anniversary is a fabulous day. Yep, your and if Amber's listening to this, day. that's a great day. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it is. It's a great day. <laughs> I love it. And I love your it. wife's birthday is a great day and your yes. kid's birthday and everything yes. else. But, you know, we, we often speak about the three pillars of aging well and, and I thought we could we could really open you up today, Damo, and ask you about these three things in your life and you're more than welcome to, to pick my brain on these as well. But, the whole birthday thing as part of social engagement, as I said to you earlier, I truly believe we should celebrate our birthdays every year. We should go old-fashioned and do big birthday parties and not just leave it for every decade because I, I have a feeling that back in the day when we were um, just uh, when we were probably a little bit less uh, industrial, we were all gathering around, we'd celebrate a birthday every year. Yeah, I think so too. And look, I often, you know, in my in my uh, imaginary mind, I think about all the grandiose parties that have like the Great Gatsby. Like, imagine having a birthday party like the Great Gatsby every single every year. Uh, every year, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it. Every, <laughs> oh, look, I have a great birthday party every year. I invite you know close friends and family around, and we usually do something you know really nice. And and so I love to celebrate my birthday. Any chance I get to have a, a great celebration, I do. This year I turned 40, so there's cause for bigger celebration this year, so I'm looking forward to that. It's a big year for you, Damo. Are you going to have a whole wellness couch 40th birthday? Yeah, uh, yeah, I am now. Yeah, we'll do it at the summit. <laughs> we'll do one at the summit. I am now. We'll I, definitely, I definitely will. There'll be, uh, it'll be a, an excellent, amazing event, and I can't wait for it. Okay, let's let's go in reverse here because we've often said many times that the three pillars that we have learned from everyone that we've interviewed is social engagement, exercise, yes. and loving your life. Yes. Loving what you do. Well, purpose, so isn't it? It was more purpose. Purpose, yeah. of course, of yes. course. Yep. Having a purpose in life, but yes. obviously, yes, yeah, something that drives you. So, all right, let's let's go. Let's start off with social engagement, Damo. Mm. Um, as, I, as I said earlier, the amount of people that don't want to celebrate their birthday for me is, is staggering. But if I look at it, it's not so surprising considering the the lives that a lot of us lead today and there seems to be a lack of um, 
drive to socialize people find you know when in our in our business at, at in our chiropractic center we have on the form you know what does your pain stop you from doing and for a lot of people they'll say it, it, it interrupts their social life um, and I get the feeling there's a lot of people out there that aren't experiencing the best health and, and it does impact their desire and ability to socialize yeah. but that doesn't take away from the fact that socializing is an imperative it's a non-negotiable in the aging well process well, it's, it's not only aging well, it's actually living because we are social beings. We do have to interact and we do actually uh, live in a symbiotic relationship with all the people around us. You know, the good and the bad people, you know, they all create and shape us and help us stay strong and live, uh, live but not only, not only live for a long time, but actually live. And the reason why we know this is because there's been many studies of people that have been in isolation who just don't thrive. Um, rat studies show that rats in isolation uh, develop a lot of stress um, effects and so we we do know that as human beings and even rats you know but all animals require some degree of socialization no animal can live in isolation for its entirety so well even in traditional healthcare, in babies they'd call it failure to thrive wouldn't they when they're not getting the appropriate touch or care or attention that touch, they need touch we all need touch that's really important there's a great um I don't know the particular. Uh, I know. The, I know the story. You might know more about it, but I've, I've got a picture of it. It's when um, twins were born. One of the twins was thriving. The other one wasn't thriving. This yeah. was twenty, thirty years ago. And one of the young nurses, no one kind of knew what to do. The hospital kind of at their wits end. They didn't know what was going on with the one that wasn't thriving. And the young nurse came along, and she just got the thriving twin and put it next to its. Twin, struggling and twin, yep, struggling twin, and yep. this thriving twin. I don't know if the nurse did it or the the thriving twin did it, but put the arm around the struggling twin's shoulders. So they're lying on their tummy, um, arm over the other one, and the struggling twin, in a matter of a short period of time, began to thrive. Heart rate normalized, blood pressure normalized, all yep. of the things started to, yep. all the markers started to show positive signs. And this wasn't through a a medication or a process it was literally physical touch of a, of a loved one isn't it beautiful i love that it, story and it's it is a profound story and the baby actually found its way to it you know to the strong baby found its way to the struggling baby in in that little crib together um it rolled and put its hand on there it's something that babies aren't able to do they're not able to actually crawl generally and they're not able to roll either but what the miracle was and what the amazing thing was, there's two of them. One was that the, the strong twin was able to move and lift its arm and put it on, on and place it on its struggling twin. And the yeah. struggling twin picked up as a result of that touch. That, they're the two miracles of that. The simplicity of it is, is, is mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's absolutely mind-boggling. The other, the other part then of this tactile relationship and social engagement is hugging. Like, I, again, don't want to make too many sweeping statements, but people don't like to hug. No. I love um, hugging. I hug all the In the Cairo world, there's a big bunch of huggers. Oh, we hug. Somebody went to shake I, my hand last night and I was shocked. You're like, mate, come a bit closer. Give me a man hug. Give me, yep, give me your heart. That's um, exactly right. But, um, you know, again, some of the great statements is, you know, 10 hugs a day, 10 hugs a day for health and wellness. I think it's like six or eight hugs a day for survival and, and the rest. But um, the, the <laughs> amount of people that have difficulty... Where did you get that from? It's from um, Virginia Satir. She's no longer with us, but she's one of the, the world's, you know, well-renowned uh, family psychologists. But she coined it something like eight a day for survival, 10 for wellness and 
12 for something else, but I often I often forget it. I get my numbers wrong, but it's a it's a nice number. So I'm always hugging people when they come in to practice. I'm kind of renowned in our business for for being the hugger, but it's so important. I'll, I'll ask people, how many hugs have you had today? Most people haven't had a great deal of hugs throughout their day. Yeah. You know what I found really sad, actually, is uh, is the, the, the movement by the chiropractic board to actually make it illegal for chiropractors to hug their staff members. And that really, or not their staff members, their practice members. And I find that really sad because it's actually part of the healing process. I think people feel better with a hug and and, uh, and it's it's really sad that we're actually not allowed to do that. So... But um, I still, I still do. I'm going to put. I'm going on record to say yes. I still hug those who want to give me a hug. They'll give me a hug. Those who don't won't. But uh, I'm, I'm very happy to still do it. So we're going to have government officials knocking on our doors or uh, spy, spy cam <laughs> in our practice. Let us say it's again. It's, it's anti. It's not ethical. But you know what? If you've got a relationship with with somebody that you feel that you can give them a hug or receive a hug from, regardless of whether or not they pay you for your service, I think that's that's fair enough. Yeah, and I think I remember asking. Um, Dr. John Demartini, this question once before at one of his events, I said, I said to him, I said, John, we hug our, our, our members regularly. What do you think about that? He said, I have no problem with hugging as long as you can tell that patient the recommendations and what they need to hear, not always what they want to hear. Yes. So as long as the hugging, and this is a professional sense, we're digressing a bit, but as long as you can hug the person but still tell them the hard truth when they need to hear it, Yep. And that uh, hugging doesn't uh, soften the relationship to a point where you, you, you lose a professional standard. I think that's, that's vital. But I'll tell you what, I have not had one poor experience of hugging a member and seeing the smile it brings to their face or just knowing that their day may have been somewhat slightly improved by, by having a hug. A hug. A hug. Great. It's and I still maintain with members that you can, you can get multiple hugs from the one person throughout the day to get your quota of 10 up. So if you hug your three kids, if you hug your three kids at breakfast and and dinner, and maybe you know do it twice at dinner time when they come home from school, then yep. that's all good and well. It doesn't have to be ten different people; it can be one person ten times. Love but it. it's the it's just that regular regular contact. You know what? I might start that on Facebook today. Actually, start the ten hug a day challenge, um, brought to you by Hundred Not Out. And, uh, Let's and do we'll it. get that going. Let's do well, that. If, um, if, uh, if, if people want to uh, YouTube this, free, I think it's called Free Hugs, and, and these amazing, inspiring videos of people in a capital city, they might be in the, the CBD of Melbourne, holding the posters Free Hugs, like big cardboard poster with big red paint Free Hug. And everyone's looking at these people weirdly like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to give that person a hug. And it's just like a teenager or whatever holding a placard, free hugs. Yeah. But, and it slowly grows on people that, you know, someone will come and give them a hug and then it's that beautiful tipping point. You know, someone will hug them and then two people will hug them and then a young, young um, three- and four-year-old will come up because, you know, kids are great at hugging strangers so often they'll just hug and all of a sudden there's just a massive hug fest. <laughs> and um, it's just awesome. And it, and it actually is interesting. I don't know anyone that could watch these videos and actually not be inspired or feel great. Or not smile. Them. You know, or not nice. smile. You know what I found, MP, and this is a sad thing, that, you know, this is the flip side. I want to keep this balanced. You know, I don't want to make it all, all big and bright. There's actually people that are listening to this right now thinking, oh, I'd love a hug. I'd love a hug. Haven't had a hug for weeks. You know, they might think about it. Haven't had a hug for a week. I oh, haven't had a hug for weeks, you know, plural. But there's also people that listen to this podcast going, oh, come on, fellas, get over it. I'm not going to give anyone a hug. I don't need to give anyone a hug. You know, and particularly those people who are, I don't know, maybe a little bit too macho, 
Um, it's you know, and I'm saying this to the fellows that listen to this podcast. There's there's blokes out there that that won't be giving people hugs because they think that it's not manly, so, and and they're not acting manfully if they give somebody a hug. But you know, I beg to differ. It's actually the other way around. And if you you look at some of the the most Aussie Ocker blokes, the most manly fellas that uh, that are in look our at footballers, spot, like, footballers, <laughs> rugby players. You know, they do more than hug. I've got to tell you, I've yeah. seen them kiss necks. I've seen them, you know, pinch bums, <laughs> slap bums. I've seen them do all that sort of thing. So, you know, there's nothing non-manly about giving people a, a hug. I think it's yeah. important. Yeah, good call, Damo. If you're considering that it's not uh, manly enough, then reconsider. Mm-hmm. Um, it's imperative. Just a couple of other things that I think about with social engagement. People are always super happy when they're going on a holiday. Bruce Lipton would call this the honeymoon effect. Yes. Um when people are going on a holiday uh, or they're going on a honeymoon or they're getting married, it's often with another person. Like not many people go on a holiday by themselves. If they do, they're normally doing it with a group yep. uh, so that it's social. But uh, unless they're going on a meditation retreat or some kind of silent retreat, but people are going on a holiday, it's with others. Hmm. Um, and that's when people are super happy. So my thing is, okay, how many events throughout your day or your week or your month are you creating that involve others doing things that you love to do was that a question (laughs) (laughs) were you you contemplating if you were if you were meeting the criteria are you doing things regularly with others that you love to do it is a question it's like but i'm more posing it to to the listeners is like what are you doing daily weekly monthly that involves others that is stuff that you love to do. So I'm not talking about going shopping at the supermarket with your kids and you don't really enjoy doing it. I'm talking about catching up for a barbecue, catching up for a party, going out for dinner, visiting friends at their house, whatever it is, just social engagement activity. Well, let's, you know, let's frame this. And the reason why you'd ask this question uh, or you know, raise this is because it's about purpose. You know, this, this is where we're talking about people who are successfully aging have purpose. So what are the actions, what are the things, what are the steps you're taking on a daily basis um, that puts you in touch with other people that give you purpose. Uh, this is, you know, so you've got your interaction, you're loving your life, gives you purpose. That's that's really important. So this is the purpose and involvement side of things. So, you Why know, don't you share, Damo, because you are one of the most social fellas I know. Like, you're all, you've got so many friends. Everyone knows, like everyone that knows you loves you. Um, oh, not everyone. You, no, I'm no, sure but you're right. Must be someone. Must there, be somebody. There, there, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. You've yeah. got a great, um, you've just got a great reputation um, as a good person. So, Thanks, what do you think for you are the are the key ingredients to if we're moving on to the whole purpose and loving your life here? What are the key ingredients for you into to loving your life? And I suppose the other thing is, and I do know the answer to this, but do you think you've always been someone that's focused on loving your life? And and if uh, you haven't, how do you think you you grew into that awareness? Wow. Okay. Well, there's, so there's, two a part que- there's, there's quite a few questions to that one little two-part question. Um, the first question is, why are you so well-liked? Well, I don't... Well, that's, I, know, I know. I'm not saying... Very nice. Don't it's it's very nice. It's very nice. Very nice. Well, the, the, I think the one thing when I see people, I'm excited to see them. So and one the feedback that I tend to get from people when I, when I meet people, I remember who they are. Um, most of the time, so sometimes I do remember forget and I, and, I, and I feel bad about that, but I, I really try to remember who they are and I like to use people by the, use their names. I like to you know, use people's names um, when, I, when I see them and immediately. You know, so very, very quickly, you know, sometimes you know, when you see somebody, um, you recognize them and you might go, hey, how are you going? What have you been up to? And it's at that point, that's the last minute, last second that you've got a chance to actually recall their name. Otherwise, 
they know you've forgotten their name, right? Yeah. So I might go, "Hey, how you going? What have you been up to, Bridget?" And uh, and then so it's so you've got so you, you know it comes back to you. But I think it's really important to use people's names and also to be excited to see people. Don't just go, "Hey, how you doing?" or mm-hmm. "What up?" or "What's going down?" You know, it's kind of got to be. That's so great to see you. Good to see you. Or Hey, you know, like you and I, when we meet each other, when we see each other, it's like, MP, you're like, DK. And I'm like, man, it's good to see you. Like, I do that with everybody. I love it. I know you feel special when I do it to you because you think that yep. it's just you, but it's not. It's everybody. It's I everyone. love, I love that. When I see people, I'm really happy to see them. And I, and I think that really, pe- people like that. It's For me, it's a big handshake, a big hug, a big cuddle, a big smile. All of those things, they're all touch points. And yeah. and that helps me love more what I do. And, and fortunately for me, I love the work that I do. I love everything about it you know yesterday i saw a bunch of practice members in my chiropractic practice i met with my staff which was great i uh i came back to my office organized a few things with my awesome sales guy from forage and then we headed along uh, alex and we went then from from there to geelong we drove together and i made a few phone calls we had some great interaction with people got down to geelong met my great mate dj and then i presented a, 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 a presentation last night called crack your stress code uh, to 130 people, and there's a whole bunch of people there that I knew and that I recognised. I couldn't recall their names, but I was so excited to see them that they felt that I, I'm sure and I know that they felt great. Left there, was so buzzed up about that. Had to have some dinner and hang out. Didn't get home till about midnight, you know, last night, and mm-hmm. uh, and then I began this morning at, you know quarter to six or whatever it was and then just got going and, and I'm loving it you know and I've seen a whole bunch of people again already today and spoken to a whole bunch of people already today but the thing is that if you love what you do you're happy to see people as part of your life and and I love it okay so have you always loved it that's I what I want to know well you know I don't know if I have ever been at a point where I didn't want my life to exist it's just that I didn't know that you had to love your life and I think a lot of people just kind of go through life and they go oh yeah well this is just life but I, and I think that maybe that's kind of where I was I don't know if I knew that, that it was possible to actually love your life and be really wrapped with what you were doing, I just kind of thought this is just what you did. You got on the treadmill and off you went. And, and that uh, is where, before you go into all of this, that's where I think a lot of people, if you're like, press stop, that's where a lot of people live. They don't actually think that they can improve or become aware of how to improve their life. Yes. And that could be in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. They actually think it's, it's the whole learned helplessness thing. They just don't believe that there's – one, they don't believe there's anything wrong, but two, they don't believe there's anything that can be changed anyway. Yes, it's true. It's true. So, it's sad. What about you, MP? Have you always loved your life? Um, I just want to hear the rest of your story because I just want to oh, know – You're deflecting. I, understand. I know. I understand. I want That's okay. I thought you were sharing today. Well, you know, the rest of my story is essentially that I just went about life and so I found myself a little bit lost And because if you don't have purpose, if you don't have any kind of engagement and um, and you find just, you'll find yourself looking for purpose and that purpose can be um, misconstrued for having a lot of fun and being the entertainer. And, and part of that for me was to experiment with various kinds of mind-altering substances including alcohol and marijuana you know I, I used to smoke a little bit of stuff and this is back in my days when I was studying to be an accountant and uh, and it certainly wasn't medicinal back then it was all for a fun. Pot smoking and a, a pot smoking accountant mate that's just so far removed from where you are right now. Isn't it? <laughs> I know isn't that incredible but I did that you know we're talking what, 22 years ago now that I was doing that sort of behavior and um and I, I, I didn't know that I was lost at the time I had no idea that I was lost at the time I, I didn't actually know that I wasn't enjoying life um, I just didn't know that I, I was meant to enjoy life. So now that I do, um, looking back on those times, it's 
it's hilarious to think that that's what I was doing. Um, but it's also a little bit sad that I was kind of misguided for a little bit of time. Yeah, so it is just about becoming, you know, my, I think my thing is though, like you came out of a space where, what, you visited a naturopath, is that right? You weren't experiencing yeah, the long, great health? Yeah, you know, the long and the short of it was that I hadn't looked after my body for such a significant period of time that I ended up getting chronic fatigue syndrome or being told I had chronic fatigue syndrome. Went to a naturopath, he said that you've got to fix your life up. Um, I really like this guy. I thought he was a really great guy. David Fitz was his name. And I thought, you know, what a, what a top naturopath. And so I did everything that he said I should do and I got better. And, you know, just the fact of, of taking somebody's um, experience and someone's education and someone's knowledge and then implementing it, it really made a huge difference to my life. And that directed the flow then. So I went then on to study to be a naturopath. And from there, I met more inspiring people and went on to be a chiropractor. I think the, the, the key is from, from your story. I think we're going to run out of time for my story. We can share that another time, don't <laughs> I've, I've waffled but, a bit, haven't I? I've rambled. No, no, no. This is great. But I think the key is like life gives us lots of clues about what it is that pushes our buttons and what our life is, is you know, where it's heading. But I think it's just so important. And, you know, I'm so grateful, Damo, that you listened. I'm so grateful that you went through that whole process of, of destroying your health to, to the point where you actually visited a naturopath because yeah. if you didn't have all of that, you wouldn't be where you are now. But I think if you didn't listen... I might be, a, you, I might be on a yacht somewhere as an accountant. You never know. <laughs> smoking right. pot. <laughs> I might be flying around the world first, first class. Who knows? Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's listening to the clues of life and going, well, hold on a minute. That does push my buttons and, um, look at where you are now. And I just think there's so many, like every single person alive thinks and believes that they can do something magnificent with their life. And every single person that's aging well is doing something magnificent with their life. It doesn't have to be world changing, amazing, you know, president of america stuff but it's they're loving their life and they're making a change in their community or in their family or in their network whatever it is um and they love it so i just think it's just so important to tap into that awareness yes me too it's so important damo we're going to run out of time i wanted to talk about exercise well exercise is one of those things that i've often at times struggled to bring into my lifestyle and but you know the more and more we interview people the more reminded that it's so important to be doing exercise so even today i was out at the gym and i was just I was so happy to be just punching out some weights and doing a bit of cardio and just, you know, you feel so much fresher with it. And it is amazing. You know, people go, I'm really tired. I don't have to, I don't have the energy to go and exercise. But it literally does shake off the cobwebs. It breaks down the mm. rusty bits. And um, and you do feel so much better when you do it. So I'm and... always reminded every single day um, in seeing my practice members, you know, in adjusting their spines. and But also talking with UMP and interviewing some of the, the beautiful people we've had a chance to interview I'm reminded of how important it is to exercise, and even just a little bit, even if you just got out and gave yourself a bit of a walk. You know, put yourself on a lead and take yourself for a walk because that's that's a good thing to do, and uh, and, and you feel much better from it. It's just nice. It's good. Well, I'm digressing a bit, but uh, our great friend here at 100 Not Out, Tommy Hafey, turned yeah. 82 on Monday. Oh, did he? Or on uh, August 5. 82. And, uh, 82, and wow. he was featured on Today Tonight. So if any listeners want to see that story, just... Um, Google Tommy Hafey on Today Tonight and just a great, another great empowering message of aging well and they, they picked his brains on what he eats and what he, how he exercises and, and he just said exercise is just a part of his life. It's yeah. not a chore. Right. And I, you know, personally I grapple with this. I love exercise but sometimes it's like I have to exercise rather than just I love to exercise. It's just a part of your life. Um, but I do think, and you, like you say, Damo, when the cobwebs are there and you do exercise, you feel them just 
wiping away. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, and I think everyone here that, that's been through that place before, sometimes when you the, the cobwebs are there, you don't actually know uh, that the exercise is going to do that. So mm. a lot of people go, no, well, it's not going to help. But it is and it always does and mm. it never fails to, to deliver. Mm. And, uh, and as we've said, everyone that we've been interviewing is exercising into their long life. So it's definitely something to uh, – well, definitely one of the pillars to – to keep in mind. Damo, we've run out of time on this edition of a 100 Not Out, but uh, more to come. Remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways, but the best is always to go to our website at www.thewellnesscouch.com slash 100 Not Out. Also, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and check out all of the Wellness Couch shows at thewellnesscouch.com, especially Damo's number one show, The Wellness Guys. But until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from The Wellness Guys here. The biggest wellness event in Australia is fast approaching and we want to see you there. The Wellness Summit's coming up and it's on Saturday, August the 17th at Crown Melbourne featuring guest speakers David Gillespie, author of Sweet Poison and Big Fat Lies. Also, holistic dentist Dr. Ron Ehrlich from The Good Doctors and my Wellness Guys teammates, of course. The Up For A Chat Girls and many more. Tickets are just $147 for this 10-hour event. So go to www.thewellnesssummit.com to book and for for more information, see you there. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.